0: Hey everybody,
1: welcome to Pit Stops to Podium, uh, a Rev Partners podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest for a very special episode where we're talking about all things HubSpot and how it can help scaling companies grow. Uh, Our guest is, um, and if you don't know him, that means you've never taken a HubSpot certification, so shame on you, but if you don't know him, um, he is the man, the myth, the legend that creates and probably has created more HubSpot certifications than anybody, Um, and he focuses on sales ops for HubSpot. Uh, He is, if I was to say anything else, he is the HubSpot admin evangelist, uh, and he's the man with the mission and knows up. So welcome to the
0: podcast. Kyle, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Me too. So we like to start off uh, very similar uh, for these, and it is uh, telling us three interesting facts. I want to switch it up a little bit because it is a special podcast. So it's not just three interesting facts about you. It's three interesting facts about you that only <laughs> your mother or your wife may know. Uh, so hopefully I can make it a little more interesting for the listeners.
0: Uh, yeah. So I tried to come up with three. One is I sleep without a pillow. Um I just I just sleep on my arm. I'm not a pillow person. I've never found a pillow I really liked um,
1: so I'm gonna stop is uh <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of uh, pillows to your house after this
0: so. <laughs> I'm sure that's true I see ads on YouTube and it's always like this is the pillow and like it's <laughs> I, I, I just I like I, I don't I my mom tells me. She says she used to sleep with a without a pillow. So maybe it's a weird genetic thing, but she she tells me when I get to a certain age, my my shoulder won't be flexible enough anymore for me to do that. We'll, okay. we'll see. Yep, just like uh, we
1: all start liking tomatoes when we get old.
0: Okay. I've I've always liked tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> maybe I've just always been old. I don't know. <laughs> um I, I mean, okay, on the topic of food preferences, I I cannot stand peanut butter. And this is like this is a problem for me because I Like I recently, for the first time, like ever in my adult life started exercising recently. And I just, I am so, I'm learning protein deficient. And like, everybody's just like peanut butter and eggs, right? (laughs) (laughs) So
1: uh, so the real question is, do you eat jelly?
0: I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I love, I, I love most things that go on bread, but peanut butter, for whatever reason, just like the smell of it is, is nauseating to me. So like, I, I don't. I don't even get around to tasting it all okay. that often, just because like the smell is it puts me off.
1: So we're sending um, you pillows, and we're sending you almond butter. What
0: else? <laughs> I would love to try. I love almonds, so yeah, okay. like maybe maybe that's that's expensive though. Like I don't think I could keep up that habit. Um, and then the third thing, I am I'm having trouble here thinking of a third thing that only my wife or mom would know about me. Um, so I don't. This is actually something I'm not aware of, and I, I, maybe I've broken the habit. I don't know. But I did, I made it to adulthood and got married and did not realize that like when I eat my food, if I'm talking, I like divide my food into categories and eat them one at a time. So like, if there's like mixed veggies on my plate, I will eat all of one veggie and then all of veggie number two, and then all of veggie number three. I did not know I did this until I got married. And my wife was like, why do you do that? And I was like, I don't do that. And I started noticing, (laughs) like she would interrupt me. She'd be like, you're doing it again. I look at my plate and like, you know, we're having peas and carrots and like the carrots are all gone and I'm working on the peas. She talked to my mom about it. She's like, yeah, he's always in that. <laughs> like, okay. There may be other things that my, my wife and mom know about me that I don't know about myself. I
1: uh, don't know. Okay, I like it. Well, I feel like we know a little bit more about the legend that is is Kyle <laughs> uh, getting this in. So hey, we have one big idea, and this can lead us a lot of ways, uh, but big idea today uh, and I, and I hear it coming up, especially as is where uh, Rev Partners is talking in conversations like like venture capitalists, funds that are looking at like how are we we invest in a company, then like what what platforms are we using to help them scale? Or even if you're talking to a uh, a company that just got like seed fund or their series A and they're looking to 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 like pick a platform that's going to help them um, scale their business. And it's this, and I've seen it uh, in HubSpot's done a, a, a total rebranding. But it's this idea, is, is HubSpot a CRM or is it just a really fancy marketing automation platform? So I just want to make this the big idea today. Uh, and I, I want to just start with that question. I'm sure you get it. It's HubSpot a CRM um, yeah. and not with what HubSpot would say, but what would Kyle say to that? Yeah, What's your response? And we'll just go from there.
0: Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, I, I mean, the short answer is yes. Um, I, I don't want to beat around that bush too much. And like, I, I will... I'll fight you on this. But like to to back up to the thing I would say, if I didn't jump right out the yes, the thing that might make you think I'm sort of waffling around is, I mean, I studied linguistics before I got into, I got a master's degree in linguistics. And and so words to me, like, as soon as someone asks me a question like this, my question is like, well, define CRM, right? What do you mean by that word? And I'm amazed when people come out and say like HubSpot isn't a CRM, it doesn't do this really obscure, highly technical thing that has nothing to do with managing customer relationships, right? And like, like maybe I am wrong in taking CRM down to the roots of the acronym, right? But like, if you are just like solely interested in managing your customer relationships and mapping their journey from their first interaction to your website through close one, and they're a happy paying customer or an unhappy paying customer, like HubSpot lets you map that full journey. And if that is what we mean when we say CRM, then absolutely HubSpot is a CRM. If you mean like something you can build and deploy apps on, like, I don't know why that means CRM, <laughs> right? And so uh, I think we get into these sticky situations where people are arguing like it is or it isn't when they haven't taken the time to agree on what the actual question is.
1: Okay. So I, what I just heard you say is HubSpot is a CRM at its, at its base definition um, because it, because it, if you take the word for what it, it, it says it's customer relationship management. That's where the C and the R and the M come from. Yeah. So if you do, if it, it does that thing. Um, so like what, in what cases then is HubSpot, would, would HubSpot not be a CRM for people with that? Like what? Yeah.
0: So I, yeah, I think, I think the difficulty and, and like, as we go deeper into this conversation, you will quickly realize I'm not a super proficient sales hub user, or, or, or I'm not a super proficient uh, Salesforce user. I'm I'm all in on Sales Hub and stuff. Uh, but like I I feel like Salesforce, which is like, you know, their stock symbol is CRM, right? They sort of created this space. And so every every time you start talking about is is HubSpot CRM, if you're asking is HubSpot Salesforce, now we start getting to a lot of no's, right? Mm-hmm. And and when we look at kind of the how I understand the, the developmental philosophy of like what the Salesforce.com team is building versus what the HubSpot team is building, they're actually really divergent. Right. They are in the same category. They're trying to solve the same sort of problems. But like Salesforce seems, as I understand it, to be going for like this infinite customizability. Right. And and, and HubSpot is trying to go for this streamlined, you open the box and it just works kind of solution. Right. And, and we have in the last few years started introducing more robust customization than we have historically had. But we are a we're a highly opinionated product. We think there is a right way to market and a wrong way to market. We think there's a right way to sell and a wrong way to sell. We think there's a right way to service customers, and a wrong way to service customers. Same thing for building websites. And we build that into our, 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 our software and we want our platform to enable you to market and, and ser- sell and service and, and build websites and do these things in the best, most modern way. And we believe, you know, in the heart of it, it's all about inbound and meeting people where they are and attracting them to you and, and winning them over into, into raving fans. And we have built a system that does that, right? And, and so it is in some ways more rigid. It is in some ways uh, less uh, customizable. There are fewer bells and whistles. Um, but really, if, if, if at the heart of it, you're just trying to get your business to do that, right? And that's how you grow in the modern world. Is our is 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 the 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 story we're telling everyone? Like you 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 win over your customers. You make them such fans that they go out and attract more customers to you. If that's what you want. That's what we're building, right? If you want infinite customizability, if you want to be able to represent all the different aspects of not just your front office, but but like managing all your your back office teams too. Well, then HubSpot stops being that thing. Um, but I think I think when people Say HubSpot's not a CRM, or like, oh, I was thinking a CRM was the thing, and HubSpot doesn't do that. That's where the differences are.
1: Hmm. I mean, there's there is a lot to peel back on what you just said. Sure. Um, there's the normatives um, of what should people want. So, like, you, <laughs> and, um, uh, but there's also the uh, like uh, is and they almost define you almost what you define the question is is HubSpot a CRM is it's redefining the question is HubSpot Salesforce or HubSpot versus Salesforce is where the conversation quickly goes. So if you were if you were talking to somebody that was trying to, you know, like is, hey, I know I need a sales platform or I know I need, and, and our marketing team is using HubSpot, like how would you help them navigate that instead of being, instead of saying, because they, they know they need a CRM, instead of saying it's HubSpot a CRM, it's saying, HubSpot versus Salesforce, how would you help that person navigate on which one they should land and use?
0: Yeah. So um, I, one thing I really love about the HubSpot platform that I think I know makes us different from Salesforce and I think makes us different from most CRM systems is is the way it was built. Um, kind of the, the playbook, if anyone out there is looking to compete against HubSpot and Salesforce and Pipedrive and Doho and all these, and you want to start a CRM company, right? The standard playbook is you build something that is a piece of that, that works really good. And then when you're big enough, you acquire all the other necessary pieces and glue them together into a system and package them under your brand, right? HubSpot Mm. has not done that. We have built everything basically in house. And, and so as opposed to this cobbled together, you know, held together with gum and baling wire and twine, like we have crafted this thing from the beginning and it works. Uh, it, it's all seamlessly connected and it was designed that way from the start. Right. Hmm. And so like, I, I think, um, yeah, you know, it, it's something we, we come up against a lot is you, you mentioned like sales, right? It, like if you want to do sales outreach, right? Like HubSpot has, a calendaring tool. You can send a link and people can book with you. Uh, Calendly is a company that that's what they do, right? They do calendaring links. And if you want to go feature by feature, Calendly will beat us 100% of the time because that's all they do, right? Mm-hmm. Same with like, we have sequences, which are these, odd, but like, you want to compare that to like outreach or or others? Like, okay, you want to go feature, but but what HubSpot gets you is all this stuff built together and working together, right? So like, If you create a sequence in HubSpot that sends out a meeting link, and someone doesn't reply to your email, but they use that link to book a meeting, that's all one connected system. It terminates the sequence automatically, right? Because they all talk to each other. That would be a very hard thing to build, I imagine, using Calendly and Outreach. And so inside HubSpot, you start getting all these things where because the system is designed to work together, you might not have that depth of features, and we've been leaning hard into integrations. If you want Calendly, we have a Calendly integration, right? But like we have designed our system to make as many pieces talk to each other or, or use the same sort of design and framework pieces so that it's just consistent across and everything works. And if something is updated in one place, place that's reflected everywhere, it's not multiple databases that are integrated. It's a single contacts database that everything else is built on top of. You start to, to feel like this is a, a, a single system instead of, Multiple systems that have been brought together.
1: Hmm. You start to get to a, a point um, where you, I just want to transition the conversation as we talk about the CRM and tools. Is the rise of this thing called revenue operations? Mm. Um, and it's like the the word the zinger. I'm sure it'll change in five years. But <laughs> it's the thing people are talking about today, RevOps. Um, And and part of the premise of RevOps is decreasing silos between systems. So you have divergent marketing, sales, and customer ops tools. And and I hear you say, well, HubSpot's the revenue operations because it connects those. But my question is, um, is revenue operations professionals uh, have made their money fixing hard problems. (laughs) If HubSpot fixes those problems already, um, like how can a revenue operations professional uh, like why would a revenue operations choose HubSpot if you would get rid of them? <laughs> because- um, So I just like, as we answer that question, like Salesforce that, stood up the revenue operations profession. It's so complicated. If you use Salesforce, you got a job. <laughs> uh, so I just like, let's let's like have that conversation about if it really is so easy to use, aren't you, aren't you trying to, aren't, you, aren't we just- creating the robot that is the RevOps team.
0: <laughs> so this is a fear that exists a lot of places. I usually hear this conversation in terms of salespeople, right? Like automation is going to make the salesperson obsolete. I, I actually much prefer this conversation, the RevOps <laughs> conversation, uh, because like, um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been researching revenue operations lately. HubSpot has become very interested in this idea because we've been saying for years now that that sales and and marketing, customer service need to be all aligned and working together and using a unified database and all that. And so it makes sense that the operations team supporting those customer facing roles should similarly be unified and using the the same systems. and 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 so um, I've I've been looking into this a lot. and 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 the story I hear from a lot of of revenue operations professionals or or people in ops in general, even if, if their company doesn't have a unified rev ops structure, is that they they have this dream right their hope when they came into the role was that they would be like this strategic partner and they would they would come into to executive meetings and be like hey i was looking at the data and did you know this trend is happening and if we do this thing we can really but then they get to work and they have like a million emails of things that are broken and there's a, a you know a critical situation over here and they're basically a firefighter and they run around all day putting out the fires and then they go to bed feeling more behind than they felt when they woke up. Right. And so the question I hear you asking is like, hey, if we stop, if we stop planting fires in our business, what will we do with the firefighters? <laughs> like, maybe they could do something other than put out fires, <laughs> right? <laughs> like maybe they could be that strategic partner they've always wanted to be, who instead of you know trying to put out the fires and fix all the stuff and maintain all the customization they put in place, they could just actually look at the data and study it deeply and pull out. That insight that the executive team was going to miss—that's going to change everything, right? And and I—that is—that is our hope for them.
1: I love it. So we position the revenue operations professional. Um, if you are in a Frankenstein instance, whether that is hubs, that just make whether it's like a Salesforce combined with a ParDot combined with a CDP. Uh, and some other like you just you just make it you make your tech stack uh, versus if you're able to centralize more of a tech stack you're saying rather than put out fires, uh, you can do what, you could do the hindsight, insight, and foresight function Yeah, new operations better, and that that's what I heard is your hypothesis. Um, I agree with your hypothesis. So just, that's what I heard is your <laughs> hypothesis. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I have this this other thoughts. We talk about revenue operations because right now we've talked about it in terms of tools. Um, and revenue operations, I'm going to ask this. First, I'm going to ask you to define it in your mind, because, I, uh, you know, spoiler, you may or may not be coming out with a HubSpot Rev, RevOps <laughs> certification, right? But uh, so no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've thought about it. Um, is, what, is, what is the definition? And then I'm going to go and ask the second question. I'm going to ask it now so you just were thinking about it is, is revenue operations done inside of a tool like HubSpot? Let's, let's just use HubSpot as what that person's using. Or is it done outside of HubSpot? And then how does the inside and outside intertwine to complete a full revenue operations team? So good. First is, what is RevOps?
0: Sure, yeah. So revenue operations is really, I mean, I had this idea when I started researching this that it it, it was kind of represented by an organizational structure with all the ops people being in a single team. And and I've learned that actually uh, some companies find value in that and some companies find no value in that, and and some people mm. uh, like some companies go one way and then end up going the other way as they grow. It just becomes like a huge team and it gets divisions in it anyway. And so I really think it's it's more of a, a a mindset or a belief or a dedication to the idea that those those operations teams, like all the functions and roles and whatever else technology going into powering the operations of the business, should be unified, right? If 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 your sales team is has a CPQ tool that they use to generate quotes and, and, and process payments and stuff. And then your customer success team has a separate process and separate tool for generating renewals. That's probably bad. And you should <laughs> iron that out, right? Because you want, you want even though we all know your marketing team is separate from your sales team, is separate from your customer success team, to your customer, it's all one big company, right? Your company is just your company. And every time they interact with their com- your company, they want to feel like they are not starting from scratch. They want to feel like that relationship that they built with you, however long or short it is, is intact, and they can just move forward, right? And so that requires a lot of operational work. And revenue operations is is kind of the belief that the best way to do that, the best way to have these happy customers, the best way to scale your company is to have a unified operations structure running in the background across all your customer-facing teams.
1: Okay, So I heard, and we'll get to the second question here in a second. I heard revenue operations is a methodology and mindset not an organization structure uh, or reporting or reporting function. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so it's applied to uh, tools and processes. So as we, as we think through that is, is revox done inside of a tool or outside of a tool? Um, and is HubSpot synonymous with RevOps?
0: Um, I, I, I would actually say HubSpot is not synonymous with RevOps. I am hopeful that that HubSpot makes RevOps easier, right? As I was describing a little bit earlier, um but I I it's interesting as I've uh, my research into RevOps has been asking people in operations roles what it is, how do you do what you do, what do you wish you could do, all these things. And like for a while I perceived this this uh conflict, this this in incongruence where where people would say, like, no, 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 operations is way more than just managing tools. And then I'd ask them what they do, and it's all managing tools. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and oh. and and I started to realize that. Uh, that that is actually not incompatible. There is, uh, I think, there we kind of need to divide our tools. I was just touting the goodness of a unified tool stack, right? But there's kind of kind of two sort of separate things. If you are going to do revenue operations, you need really good customer data. You need it clear and clean, and and you need as much history as possible, right? And that's going to require some sort of tool, right? Probably a a, a CRM or a CDP or an ERP or whatever it is you call it these days, um, something that is collecting and aggregating and visualizing customer data in a way that you can understand what's going on, right? That is like this core piece you have to have in place. And I think HubSpot can be that for you. And I think that's really great. Um, But then what often happens is is not necessarily the operations people themselves, but maybe like the sales team is like, you know what, we need to go faster. Let's get this automation tool. And the marketing team is like, you know what we need? Uh, we, we need this website thing. And they buy the website thing or, or the social media platform. And, and, then, and then you start to have all these things that are not connecting and putting that data in, right? And so I think, I think uh, the role HubSpot plays or can play is, is providing that foundation, that really good data, and, and so a lot of the RevOps work will happen there, you know, getting that all set up and architected and, and keeping it clean and maintaining it over time. Um, but then, you know, if, if we are realizing this sort of utopian dream of the, the operations person being taken seriously at the highest levels of the company and being able to make recommendations, all, all that work is going to happen in meetings, right? <laughs> like, or, or over Zoom or something. Um, and so hopefully you, you take something out of HubSpot or whatever system, and then you go make recommendations to the team. And then, yeah, eventually you get to that part of managing the tech stack and deciding, you know, what, what, what tools different, different teams are using. But I think it's, it's dangerous to conflate, like, all the different point solutions you might need, uh, whether those are included in the Houselot platform or they're, they're completely separate, versus, like, the heart, the core system, which is tracking your, your customer data and, and, and giving you the information you need to make good decisions.
1: Yeah, I would just I would add one thing here is as we think about it is um, I think there's a portion of revenue operations that exist outside tools, and it's like how to run a good sales call. Yeah, um, you it doesn't matter what tool you have. It, that is a separate. So there's like there's the tools that may be first in class, but then there are the running of a sales meeting that, or uh, how do you separate a deal review with a sales forecast and what is the end results and when should they be done? How do you do quarterly reviews? I think there's some, there's some revenue operations professionalism that that, that exists outside of tools that is not talked about a lot. So I just think it's a point.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's really important. I, I, I mean, uh, I, a lot of times the way people talk about operations, both those inside of operations and those outside of it, if you didn't hear the if you didn't see the subject line of the email you wouldn't know if they were talking about operations or IT right and actually those are two mm-hmm. separate functions right mm-hmm. and, and and they both have you know tool aspects and they both have like recommendation aspects right um but i think i think revenue operations should very much be thinking about these these processes that aren't happening in tools, right? Like what what are your sales reps actually saying when they're on the phone? And is that how is that affecting revenue? Is it good or bad? Right? Um, and and that is that is a thing that is that is a core part of it that like you said, it has really nothing to do with the tools you're using.
1: Um. Well, we, and I say I say nothing. Uh, there, there are ways to uh, collect calls and know if you're doing well, and there are ways to have playbooks and phone call and turn calls <laughs> to be able to lead that. Um, so, as we go to final thoughts and we lead this, um, and I'm going to have some two. Well, actually, I'm going to add a third question that we did not talk about in our prep. Uh, so, question number one: What are your uh, and, and just it's going to reiterate is Kyle uh, creates. HubSpot certifications, and he is the voice of the sales Hub admin. So, as we think about this, what is the thing you would want to say to encourage all your sales hubs, uh, your sales hub, or just HubSpot admins in general? What what's the thing you'd want them to hear uh, to feel to feel to sleep better at night? <laughs>
0: um, I I would I would I would tell them we are talking about them a lot internally here at HubSpot. <laughs> awesome. I don't I don't know how well that comes across, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I mean you've sort of hinted at it several times. Um, I, I am a champion. I uh, someday, mark my words, you heard it here. I will create a, an admin course for you all. I promise. Um, but like the, the reality is um, the, the tools, the admin focused tools um, that, that a good admin in HubSpot is using on a regular basis are, are fairly new. Right? Like we started out, we were all in on this idea that we wanted a, a platform that was easy to use for the end user. And we were thinking about marketers and we were thinking about salespeople and and we did a great job making it nice for them. But uh, like we had the opposite problem of a lot of CRMs, which are like, a lot of CRMs, it's like, here's all the reporting for your executive team. Like your, your sales team is going to hate using this. But if you can actually get them to do it, look at the pretty reports you get, right? <laughs> HubSpot did just the opposite thing. It's going to be so easy for your sales team and your marketing team to use this. Not a lot of value to you executives, but your team is going to learn. And, and we've, we, we're, we've corrected that and we're continuing to correct that. And so admins, I, I hope you're finding... That there are more and more of you know the the permissioning and the the, the teams and the granularity and uh, that you, that you have wanted and not had in the last couple of years we've added a ton of that and there's more coming um, which is kind of why I think there there's resistance to me creating this this HubSpot admin course because we're, we haven't quite completed the swing on that one yet there are more things coming and so if, if you are an admin and, and and there are things you think are missing I I invite you to reach out to me directly and let me know. Um, because I, I am very much trying to set myself up internally as, as like the guy who is champion, the, the HubSpot admin. I, I, I think, I think there's such an exciting story we're beginning to be able to tell. Um, but, uh, we, we don't have that uh, HubSpot admin certification course does not exist yet. Right. And I consider that almost like a personal failing. Um, so I, I'm continuing to fight that battle.
1: Well, um, the day will come when someone on LinkedIn uh, posts, they have completed the HubSpot certification and that will have it directly linked to their livelihood. Uh, like, like what happened to Salesforce. It it will happen. Uh, yeah. Cause Kyle is, is uh, has said, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is hope. Um, next is uh, if you were, if, what are your three favorite certifications?
0: Yeah. Um. So I, uh,
1: today because sales hub admin will do you one day, but right. Yeah. 30? One okay.
0: day. Um. <laughs> So as far as uh, a favorite, well, let's see. Um, I, I, it shouldn't be this hard. I, uh, there are five that I have personally created. Uh, so I have to choose, I guess, three of those. Uh, I, so I, the HubSpot sales software certification uh, is, is really my pride and joy. That's what I was brought onto the HubSpot team or the HubSpot Academy team five years ago to build. And they were like, Hey, we need to teach people how to use, HubSpot's sales tools, um, and we'll hire you to do it. Like, Great. Um, and so it's it's uh, what you see today is, is the V3 of it. And it's really like, I try to make it like, if you just came to the HubSpot office, not I mean, I work at home right now, obviously, if you came to my house and sat down and said, Kyle, teach me how to use Sales Hub. And I just pulled out my computer and sat down next to you at my kitchen table. Like, that's basically what this certification is. That's how it's designed to feel. And I hope like it's very clear and approachable. I'm very happy with how that one has turned out, and I have exciting ideas for what V4 will look like uh, when when I have the bandwidth to do that. Um, but then uh, there's the the sales enablement certification and the sales management certification, which uh, of of all the certifications I've worked on, those two have a really special place in my heart because um, there was a time I'd been on the uh, on the academy team a couple years, and we had lots of good marketing education, and I was starting to have some okay sales education. And, and there was sort of this idea, this, this assumption that marketing and sales should work together, but we didn't have any education that taught people how to do that. So I reached out to my leaders. I was like, I would like to create a certification course that teaches people how to get marketing and sales teams working together. And they said to me, how do you get marketing and sales teams to work together? I said, I I, I don't know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it needs to happen, (laughs)
0: but but it needs to happen. And so they said, sure, if you can figure it out, do it. And so I just, we had never had any interviews in any HubSpot Academy courses before. That was not a format we had done. And I talked to the guy who, who shot the videos for, for like the, the person who would stand behind the cor- or camera and record me when I did certifications. Like, can, how about we just go interview some people? So I started reaching out to everyone mm-hmm. and successful companies that I could, that was willing to talk to me like, hey, if you work in, in, in sales leadership or marketing leadership, I would love to hear what your relationship with your counterparts parts are like, what works, what doesn't work. And slowly we did that over the course of four or five months. Uh, these patterns started to emerge. I, I had all these interviews I recorded and I printed out the transcripts. It was almost a full ream of paper And for weeks, I just sat under my desk at HubSpot, and I physically cut it up with scissors. I was like, here's people talking about content. Here's people talking about sales process. Here's people talking about lead qualification, right? And like, oh, this is a big pile. That should probably be a topic I focus on. Um, and, And all these things like, wow, everybody agrees on this point. This must be like an unwritten rule. And like, hmm, nobody agrees on this point. This must be a personal preference thing. And eventually, that turned into the the Sales Enablement Certification course—we called it Sales Enablement because it seemed to hit on a lot of the same sorts of things Sales Enable people talk about. We published it, and there, there's a Sales Enablement Society um, that I'm now a member of, but I was not at that time. And um, someone posted, they're like, "Hey, HubSpot just came out with a Sales Enablement Certification. Has anyone taken it?" And this guy, Corey Bray, who is now a good friend of mine, so I don't, I don't feel bad telling you a story. Post, he's like, "Yeah, I took it." At it's terrible. I hate it. I hate everything about
1: it. <laughs>
0: and, and I looked at him, I'm like, how dare he? Who is this guy? Um, and, and he had written this book called The Sales and Animal Playbook, which is fabulous. Um. I, I I bought a copy and read it. And I was like, man, this is good. I was hoping it would suck, but it's really good. <laughs> and so I reached out to him. Uh, and I was like, hey, I read your book. I thought it was really cool. Thanks for writing that by the way, I'm the one who created that course you hate <laughs> <I'm a little laughs> Feedback on how I could make it better. And he actually turned out to be really nice. Um, it, it was mostly just like he and some other people at the Sales Enablement Society have been trying to build up this idea of sales enablement and been trying to formulate how would we teach people to do this. And then I come out of nowhere with no sales enablement experience at all. And just like, here it is. Right. And, and kind of using HubSpot's reach, uh, uh bullied my way into the space. And so I, I teamed up with him and he had co-founded a company with a guy named Hillman Sori. And so I interviewed them and, and they introduced me to their friends and they introduced me to their friends. And that's where the sales management course came from, which is basically mm-hmm. like all the stuff that actually happens has to happen inside the sales department for the sales team to succeed. Cause it's great if marketing and sales are working great together, but if you're not managing your sales team well, like that's not going to matter. Right. And so those two courses are kind of like uh, I, I, they 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 work together. Sales management is sort of the sequel to sales enablement, and they're both in this interview format. and And it was just such a blast to work with people who are so passionate about these things, and and to to kind of win over folks who were like, I don't know about that Kyle guy at HubSpot. I'm like, no, actually, he seems okay, uh, and I'll introduce him to my friends. You know, um, so that the yeah, sales enablement, no, sales uh, management, and then the the HubSpot sales software certification. I would say are my three.
1: That's awesome. Uh, side side note uh, after getting the certification for sales management and sales enablement, I bought his book called sales enablement. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so well, uh, it's a, uh, it was a great move by him to get in, in the course. Um, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, I've also sold a lot of books for Clay Christensen, I think. <laughs> uh, yes. So
1: yeah. So, uh, yeah. so uh, I'm going to make sure you're getting your, uh, your percentage, I hope. Uh, okay. <laughs> La- last uh, question. And uh, the threes is what are your favorite today? HubSpot features, um, and this is hard, but like things have come out, you just, man, I couldn't live without this. If I was yeah.
0: Um, so honestly, like, I guess we'll start with a boring one first. I love deals. Like that was like, <laughs> when, when HubSpot decided it was going to come out with a CRM, it was basically like, yeah, we're having a Trello board to track your sales. <laughs> Happy <laughs> 2014 or whatever year it was, you know? Um, but I just, I love I, I, I think the simplicity of it kind of belies the power of it. that you can customize those stages and you can have required uh, you know properties associated to them and you can have them triggering automation and then you have all these reports that come off the back of them. And just what what it is a and it's hard, a very simple uh, interface of we are just dragging cards across the board, powers, all this stuff that if, if you, if you take the time to understand the data and what's going on in your sales process, there's so much optimization and, and magic you can build into that. I, I posted a a video on, on LinkedIn recently, our playbooks tool, which I also like, maybe I'll include that as one of these. I I feel like playbooks (laughs) doesn't get a lot of love because it's up there in that sales uh, enterprise Enterprise, tier. You don't get it unless you pay (laughs)
1: lots of money. Right. Uh,
0: (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm an educator in my heart and HubSpot Academy gives away our content for free. If I could give away sales, Hub enterprise for free, I would totally do it. That's why it's not my decision of how we price these things. <laughs> because HubSpot does have to make some money somewhere. Um, but I, I made this video on LinkedIn where you can, you can make a, a playbook that automatically updates all the properties that are required to move a deal to the next stage. Um, and so like, you know, a rep is just on a phone call and they're clicking interactive buttons. What problems are you having? Tick, tick, tick. You know, wh- when can we meet again? Tick. And then, like all that is recorded exactly where you want it. And now you can move the deal to next stage. And like, I think there's so much you can do with your deals and deal stages. Um, and that is just so fun to just dig deeper and deeper and deeper into and get more and more optimized. So I, I would put, I put deals at the, at the top there. Um,
1: deals. You have talked about playbooks. Um, and um, what is, so I'm going to say you've done one and two, uh, what is number okay. three? That's All right. Well, oh,
0: man. If I've only got one left, I got to be careful. Yeah, and I got
1: Because you, you did deals and you mentioned a lot um, under deals. So uh, that's
0: true. Yeah, you know, that's not, very broad. I that you were that's cheating, but let's not, go with it. Let's not one, more. one tool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, I, I would say a, a sort of unsung hero inside of HubSpot is, is Snippets. And here's a totally free mm. tool, right? Playbook sets and Sales Hub Enterprise. Snippets is free. If you have HubSpot, you have Snippets. Uh, and Snippets is basically just like, you you put some text it can be format text it can even have like personalization tokens in it and then you give it like this hashtag shortcut and then there it's like easter eggs all through the hubspot platform of places that snippets work right <laughs> like you're creating an email template you can drop in a snippet right you're uh, you're you're uh, sending an email my favorite place is if you're generating a quote here I go mentoring lots of products again. Maybe this is just how my brain works. You're generating a quote, right? There's a place to put in the terms of service. And what sales rep is ever going to type out your entire terms of service every time they're generating a quote? We'll just turn that into a snippet. They can do hashtag TOS and boom, there they go. Right. And mm-hmm. and so I think I think snippets is super handy. Also, if you don't want to buy Sales Hub Enterprise, but you like the idea of playbooks, you can create snippets that are call out lines, right? And then When you open up your call feature in HubSpot, because there we go talking about another feature, uh, and you go to your notes, you can just put in discovery call, right? Hashtag discovery call, and boom, there's all your bullets all laid out. Here's the places you're going to take the notes. Here's the questions you're going to ask. And basically, you get playbooks for free.
1: What I'm hearing out of all of this is it's it's impossible to talk about one feature in isolation because HubSpot's a revenue operations platform.
0: That's a okay. great summation. Maybe, maybe just publish you saying that. That'll be the whole episode. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I love it. Well, Kyle, this has been great. And all, unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. Um, is, is there anything that has been left unsaid that you'd like to say um, uh, regarding the big topic of is, is HubSpot a CRM or is HubSpot a revenue operations before we end
0: today? Um, I, I, I think the only thing that's unsaid is like, I am, uh, I say I'm researching this. I am actively researching this. So if anybody listening has thoughts, even if you disagree with me, maybe especially if you disagree with me, uh, my circle tends to be people who agree with me. If you think anything I said is just, I'm off my rocker uh, by all means connect with me on LinkedIn and let's, let's duke it out. Um, if you, if you you tell me you, you heard me on, uh, you know, pit stop to the podium, uh, and, uh, and you have thoughts, whether they're positive or negative, I I'm happy to have happy conversations too. Just connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and, and I'll, I'll send you my HubSpot meeting link and we can book some time to, to have it out. I would love to hear your perspective.
1: So, especially if you put the, um, if you have the boxing emojis uh, getting ready to like duke it out, that'd be, that's what you're really responding Look, I appreciate today. Uh, and um, I really appreciate your time. And I uh, go forth and make sure every HubSpot sales admin knows they're loved and continue doing a big survey. You have a good one. Yeah.
0: Thank you. You too. Adios.